Hare Krishna. Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, number 750, Gritashi. Two parts to this name, Grita, which students of Sanskrit knows means ghee, the common colloquial term derived from the Sanskrit, gritam is ghee. It actually means uh, shechanam, sharanam, dipanam, sprinkling, flowing, or shining. So these are independent meanings of the word gritam. And ghee is to be sprinkled, we like, it flows, and it's shining if you get real nice yellow ghee. So that's sprinkling, flowing, shining. These are means the word gritam, and gritam also means ghee. Second part of the name, ashi, which means to expect. Just like we have the word asha, means to expect or to hope, and to bless just like we have the common term ashish or ashivada, blessing. So the different combinations of grita and ashi, they give rise to different understandings or interpretations of this name. Parashara Bhatta gives the meaning that he sprinkles, and in this way, covers <clears throat> ashihi, that which is expected or get as a blessing, prosperity. So he, by his benevolence, his quality of benevolence, he sprinkles or distributes prosperity upon the world. And then at this point is introduced that Greta can also mean fertilizing rain, rain which acts as a medium for the fertilization of the soil. And of course, we know in Gita, Anad Bhavanti Bhutani Parjanyad Anasambhavaha, Yagyad Bhavati Parjanyo Yagya Karma Sambhavaha. <coughs> Men all living beings subsist on food. Food to be produced requires rain. Rain results, rain, particularly rain, which regulated rain in the right amount that comes from yagya, which comes from following uh, the Vedic way of life given by Krishna. <clears throat> by I'll get back to that a little more later in another meaning of the name. <clears throat> Shankaracharya gives the meaning he from whom all desires have gone. And a Vaishnav commentator, Radha Krishna Shastri, takes up this meaning and <clears throat> elaborates on it. That Wanting something that that you don't wanting something means you don't have it. Wanting is well, you may want something that you have. You may want more of it, money, for instance. Well, yeah, wanting something 
seeking someone's blessing to get it. Getting it from someone, these things are not required by Krishna. They're required for ordinary people. But for Krishna, in his case, such desires have melted and dripped away, just like ghee. If it becomes hot and then it it melts and it can flow away. So in this way, he's devoid of needs, wants, etc. He doesn't desire to be blessed by anyone. He is Atma Rama Apta Kama. Atma Rama means he who is satisfied in himself. And Apta Kama means one whose all desires are fulfilled. But still, he takes pleasure in not being some frigid, uh, unemotional block of ice, but he takes pleasure in being desirous. He desires, for instance, we're talking about ghee, he desires butter from the gopis' houses, and he desires so many things. He desires the sweet taste of the gopis' lips, uh, he desires butter from the gopis' houses. Uh, he, he desires that we offer food to him. He says in Gita, Patrang pushpang palam tayam yomai bhakta prachati tadahang bhakti paritam ashnami prayatatmanaha. If one offers me, Krishna says, with love, with bhakti, a leaf, flower, fruit, or water, I will accept it. And the important item here is the bhakti, the love, but then the devotees express their love by not just giving some tiny leaf, flower, a little bit of water, a little fruit, but they want to prepare so many nice preparations for Krishna, cooked in ghee, many of them, not all of them. Ah, so Krishna, he, he likes this, he wants this. So it's true to say that it's he from whom all desires have gone away, as if there were any in the first place. But it's also true and more true if we, from the perspective of the divine, both are true. Just like Krishna is personal and impersonal. But we who are aspiring to serve Krishna at the lotus feet of the Vaishnavas, we prefer to emphasize the personal side. So, although he is devoid of all desires, he's also full of desires, desires for love. And that brings us to the, the next uh, meaning. He desires butter in the gopis' houses. Parasha butter gives this meaning. Ghee or butter... So the, the gopis, they keep butter in a high place, or ghee, and yogurt, and milk. Because if you don't, if you're, you're living in the village of Vrindavan, village means there are all kinds of living beings all around. Uh, apart from the, the domesticated animals, there are other animals also, uh, such as monkeys who might want to come and steal who do want to come and steal all these things. Here on the farm that I'm presently staying at, we have feral cats. And if you don't 
put the milk up out of their reach or lock the door. Even they somehow or other they get inside. Uh, you have to get it out of their reach. Otherwise, uh, the milk turns into pussycat. <laughs> it, it enters into the body of the pussycat. So you have to protect. Keep it up high, but the, you have to protect from what? From birds. They don't take very much. Uh, birds, from cats, from dogs, uh, from monkeys, and from Krishna. Krishna enjoys, he enjoys to frustrate the best efforts of the gopis and the gopas. They must take the help from their husbands to hoist the pots of butter so high. He frustrates all their endeavors to deprive him of the butter that he so much desires. And he eats it. He enjoys it. He wants it. He's sitting there, plotting away. Hmm. Now they, now they put it up so high, and they lock the door. And a super security system in place. Okay. How am I going to? How am I going to get around this one? And Krishna is. He's a smarter criminal than the security company can thwart. Jai. Haribo, all glories to Lord Krishna. Ah, now we come to the meaning. He who enjoys the offering of ghee in the homa, in the sacrifice. This is Satya Deva Vashishta. He desires, enjoys the offerings of ghee in the fire, offerings. You know, offer ghee in the fire. Sometimes people criticize. Why are you offering ghee in the fire when so many people are hungry? Well, Krishna also eats. He also likes to eat. Uh, we don't subscribe to this Daridra Narayan idea that you feed the poor man and feeding the poor man is God. You first you feed Krishna, then you can feed the poor man. But who is poor? The people who don't recognize that we have to feed Krishna first. That's real poor. So, Krishna, he, he likes that. In the Hari Bhakti Vilas, not only in the fire, not only in the uh, fire sacrifice, but offering a ghee lamp to Krishna, it's very very pleasing to Krishna. There's so many verses quoted in Hari Bhakti Vilas about how Krishna is very pleased by a simple offering of a ghee lamp to him, especially in Kartik, but throughout the year. So arati is very important. Up to the present day, Hindus, pious Hindus, they know that arati is very important. Offering arati with a with a ghee lamp, and of course we can offer with an oil lamp. Nowadays, ghee is so expensive; many people can hardly afford it. They can't even think about buying it. Uh, but actually, a ghee lamp is very pleasing to Krishna. He likes it very much. Why? Why? Everyone has their likes and dislikes. Krishna likes. He likes lamps with the, the, the wick is made of ghee. He likes that to be offered to him. He desires that people should offer ghee in the yagyas, sacrifices, 
uh, you know, mostly people perform yagyas to supplicate different demigods for their health, for prosperity, to stop coronavirus, uh, so many different uh, material desires. Uh, but still, Krishna likes the, he likes that they do this. He doesn't want them to be atheistic demons who give no heed to the fact that there is a higher power himself. They may or may not recognize him. Actually, in the Yagya Krishna, with so many names, in the Vishnu Sahasranam about Krishna's Yagya and the Yagya book, the enjoyer of the Yagya. Uh, <clears throat> so many names about this. So Krishna, this Karma Kanda process is given by Krishna also. That also we find in Gita. Sahayagya praja shushtva purovacha praja patihi anena prasavishyadvam in the beginning of creation, the Lord of all creatures, which Prajapati, which is variously glossed as Vishnu and as Brahma, but anyway, it all comes from Vishnu. In the beginning of creation, the Lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods, along with sacrifices for Vishnu, and blessed them by saying, Be thou happy by this yagya sacrifice because its performance will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily and achieving liberation. So, as Srila Prabhupada often does, he works uh, his explanation into the translation here. So, this links with he sprinkles the world with prosperity. The first uh, understanding or interpretation that we heard today from Parashara Bhatta. He sprinkles the world with prosperity specifically by this system of performing yagyas. And we should know, of course, that the perfection of yagya is not health, prosperity, or even the stopping of coronavirus, but only for the pleasure of Krishna. The, everything should be done for Krishna's pleasure. We have in the Bhagavatam, uh, many instances of pious kings who performed yagyas for the pleasure of Vishnu. Uh, most famous in Vedic culture at the present time is uh, Yudhishthira Maharaj who performed the Rajasuya sacrifice uh, which glorifies the Yajaman, the organizer of the sacrifice, Yudhishthira Maharaj in this case. But he did it for the glorification of Krishna. Nabi Maharaj is another example. As a king, according to his duty as a king, he engaged all the citizens because it required these big public yagyas require all the citizens to cooperate to perform a big yagya. Uh, so it's required that they perform karma kandiya yagyas for this purpose, for generating rain from which comes prosperity. But he did it clearly uh, with the uh, understanding that I'm doing this for the pleasure of Krishna. In the Kali Yuga, we can't perform such bombastic sacrifices. We can hardly get enough ghee to put in a ghee lamp. And even if we get ghee, it's, unless we make it ourselves, it's hard to, and, 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 unless we have the cows ourselves, 
it's hard to know if it's actually pure ghee, at least here in the Western, in, in, at least, yeah, in the West, we're pretty sure we can buy butter and make it into ghee. Uh, but that's also not from protected cows, is it? So we should offer, yeah, we should cook for Krishna with ghee from protected cows, ideally, Ideally, uh, that's one thing that Srila Prabhupada introduced to the Western world. Among Srila Prabhupada's many great contributions, it's not much known that one of the things he introduced was ghee. Now, Indians in the West, there were not many at that time, they used ghee, but Srila Prabhupada popularized its use among Westerners. So that's one of the great cultural contributions of Srila Prabhupada because ghee means cows and cow protection is also uh, an essential part of the mission that Srila Prabhupada gave, the cultural conquest. So uh, let us as far as possible cook with, when we're cooking for Krishna and actually everything, yad karoshi, yad ashnasi, yad ashnasi means to eat, eating. Yajjuhoshi dadasi yat yatapasyasi kauntayat tat karushva madarapanam. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever sacrifices you perform, whatever austerities you perform, do it as an offering to me. So we, we uh, have to, before eating, we have to offer to Krishna. Or a better mentality is that we offer to Krishna and take his remnant. But remember, Krishna likes ghee, and I, of course, not everyone can afford it. And it's hard to, here in India to get real ghee. It's very, very costly if we get real ghee from desi gai, from local Indian indigenous breeds. It's, it's hard to get, no doubt. But if we can, we should do, as far as possible. Uh, in this Kali Yuga, as far as performing big sacrifices, uh, the way that previously were, was done by big kings or even daily sacrifice in our home, it's not very feasible. But um, we can do Sankirtan Yagya, right? <laughs> that is the Yagya for this age. Krishna Varnam Trisha Krishnam Sangopangastra Parshadam. Yagyai Sankirtana Prayar, Yajanti Hisumedasa. Mostly people in Kali Yoga have dull brains, but those in Kali Yoga have good brains. They worship Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the inaugurator of the Sankirtan movement. They worship him along with his associates by performing Sankirtan Yagya in which we offer ourselves into the fire of Sankirtan. We ourselves are the offering. We offer Krishna, I offer my Atma Samarpan, I offer myself to you. Please accept me. Sri Baladev Vidya Bhushana, he gives the uh, understanding, different from that of others, of this name, Gritashi, to Gritta, he takes to mean illuminating that we have. It's uh, 
splendorous or perishing also. And Ashi wishes, so he illuminates the desires of the devotees in other he fulfills the desires of the devotees and devotees desires are all centered on pleasing Krishna and he blocks the desires of the non-devotees he may fulfill them also but uh, he, their desires for Ishvaro hum aham bhogi they desire to be God. They may have some illusion of that for a short time, but they can't be. He doesn't allow. It gets blocked. Whereas the desire, desire of the devotee, uh, not Ishvara Ham, but Ishvara Daso, Daso. I want to be the servant of Krishna. Krishna very kindly fulfills that desire. So that's 750 names of Vishnu Sahasranam, which I've been through. Uh, I pray this is pleasing to Vishnu and the Vaishnavas. Direct glorification of the name, fame, form, qualities, pastimes, associates, paraphernalia, abode, and so on of Krishna is most important, uh, especially... Well, it's always very important, but especially in our movement at the time, there's so much what is called indirect preaching. It's called indirect preaching. Um, I don't know if it, really, if it really comes under the umbrella of preaching at all, if it's not preaching about Krishna, hiding Krishna. For instance, uh, devotees who are told by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to jare dekotare koha krishna upadesh to give the instruction of Krishna to others. Uh, instead, it's very common at the present time to give talks on by, by members of ISKCON, persons who are supposed to be glorifying Krishna, to give talks, for instance, on personality development and saying things which people like to hear rather than what they really need to hear, that your career is your devotional service, which is, for instance, which it can be, but first of all, we have to clearly understand what devotional service is, and then we can see how our career could possibly be our devotional service. But if we take it that your desire for name, fame, glory, and money and that you offer, first of all, you, that you have that desire, then you offer it to Krishna. Well, that's not pure devotional service. So this, it's, it's more like materialism, and inevitably it morphs into materialism, and we can see that uh, more clearly with the, the idea that we'll feed prasadam to the poor and... But if we tell people it's prasad, they won't want to donate for it. So we have to say things like, we have to tell the public that we believe that feeding a poor child is the best way to serve Lord Krishna, which is not the philosophy that Srila Prabhupada taught us. Uh, and then gradually it morphs into distributing 
shoes to school children. Yes, in the name of ISKCON. And uh, we find donate to ISKCON for the 200-bed COVID hospital. And people want to donate. Yes, give money to ISKCON. And, and so where we get people who are supposed to be glorifying Krishna instead are asking people to give money for building hospitals so people can be maybe relieved from COVID and other troubles, uh, which is not what people who are charged with the duty of preaching Krishna consciousness are supposed to do. You can say, well, it's a you know, mixed secularism with Krishna consciousness because people are not much interested in Krishna consciousness, so at least let them give money to us, and we're, div we're devotees. But if you're devotees, you're supposed to use it for the spiritual uplift of people, not the material uplift. And you can say, well, in the hospital, we chant Hare Krishna also. But it's clearly what you're doing by mixing it, then it it's, it's becomes increasingly secular because people come, I want to give money for hospitals. And so then you talk about hospitals and what you're doing for hospitals and you don't talk to them about Krishna. We see also that, well, we have to give education and just like the Christians in India gave education and they introduced Christianity along with it. So you have to do mundane education and people will like it and and this and that, but we see that the we see that it's in the name of doing something in Krishna consciousness, it becomes the education becomes increasingly secular, uh, like the, all, all the universities, the old universities in the West, they all started as religious institutions. Now they're mostly atheistic institutions. They become so compromised. So we have heard once Srila uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Sahasrara Thakur was asked why he is sending his emissaries out to collect money for a doll exhibition, which is to exhibit the philosophy of Krishna consciousness directly. When there is famine going on in another part of the country, why don't you collect for the famine? Uh, so, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sahasrara Thakur said, the real famine is the famine of Harikatha. We should offer famine. People are hungry. Give them ghee. Give them... Uh, people, people need for their spiritual nourishment. They need ghee. They need food in the form of glorification of Krishna's name, fame, form, qualities, and pastimes. There was a flood in Mednipur district. So we need a flood of Harikatha. This preaching, Krishna consciousness, is done by great personalities. We'll find that in Bhagavatam. I'll quote that just coming up. But we should not imitate those who want to be known as great personalities by becoming great welfare workers. What a great welfare worker, Mother Teresa. Oh, how great. How great she is. We should not imitate these superficially great persons. We, uh, the, we're warned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu not to be diverted by the desires for name, fame, and glory, which 
uh, accrue to persons. We make a government awards for our food distribution, but devotees are not interested in such things. They're not interested as in being praised as welfare workers by materialistic fools and rascals. Rather, we preach the message of Bhagavatam. For instance, Shvavidvara Hoshra Kharai Sangstuta Purusha Pashuhu Nayat Karna Pato Peto Jatu Nama Gadagrajaha. Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels, and asses praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna, the deliverer from evils. So if we're organizing food distribution for the poor, we may secretly offer it to Krishna. Or if we're offering hospitals, we may uh, secretly put a picture of Krishna. But then we have to glorify the people who give large donations because that's what they want. They want glorification. We'll have to glorify, oh, you're doing so much for helping the poor. You're doing so much for helping the sick. We'll have to glorify them who are not interested in listening to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna, which is what we're supposed to be saying to them. So we may be glorified by animalistic persons for this welfare work, as it's called, bodily social welfare work, but it will not win the embrace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very pleased with Prataparudra Maharaj when Prataparudra Maharaj recited to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to uh, the songs of the gopis from the Bhagavatam. And specifically, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he became so pleased that he embraced Prataparudra Maharaj after Prataparudra Maharaj recited the verse which goes as follows. Tavakatamritam tapta jivanam kavibi iritam kalma shapaham shavana mangalam srimadatatam bhuvi ye bhuridajanaha my Lord, this is the gopis praying to Krishna and Prataparudra Maharaj is reciting it to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. My Lord, the nectar of your words and the descriptions of your activities are the life and soul of those who are always aggrieved in this material world. These narrations are transmitted by exalted personalities and they eradicate all sinful reactions. Whoever hears these narrations attains all good fortune. These narrations are broadcast all over the world and are filled with spiritual power. Those who spread the message of Godhead are certainly the most munificent welfare workers. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wants welfare workers who broadcast all over the world narrations about Krishna. And he becomes so pleased he might even embrace you. So you want the embrace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, not of hogs, dogs, camels, and assings. On the whole, this bridge-preaching experiment which ISKCON has been engaged in for the last too many years, it's a failed experiment if we measure in terms of how much it has increased Krishna Kata. Rather, it's confusing and obfuscating Krishna Kata. People who might be expected to speak Krishna Kata 
are instead telling others things like, "We believe that the best way to serve, that to feed a hungry child is the best way to serve Lord Krishna," and advertising on the internet, "Donate for our two hundred bed COVID hospital," and and so people uh, they don't they don't get what they're supposed to be getting from us that thing. Other people can feed the poor. Other people can build hospitals. But only the the persons who have received the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can distribute nectar of the topics of Krishna. So why should we hide that? Let us do it. So holding the feet of the most munificent welfare workers, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Pataparudra Maharaj, all the great devotees, Srila Prabhupada, all the great Acharyas, up to Lalita, Vishakha, Radha, Krishna. These are the real, most munificent welfare workers and seeking their blessings, attempting to follow in their footsteps. I am trying to offer this recitation of Vishnu Sahasranama. Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Atapparakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghuna Tan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakha Praying for the mercy of Guru Srila Prabhupada, all my gurus, all the Vaishnavas, the lotus feet of Rupa, Sanatan, Bhatta Raghunath, Dask Raghunath, Gopal Bhatta, and Jiva Goswami, at the lotus feet of Advaita Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, and all the devotees who accompany Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and of course Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, and Sri Sri Radha Krishna, with Lalita and Vishaka and all the residents of Vrindavan. I pray at the lotus feet of all these uh, personalities, and all the Vaishnavas, those who are listening, please bless me that I may continue uh, to recite Vishnu Sahasranam. It's a landmark for me, having been through 750 names, another 250 to go, which is not a small thing. I pray over the next few years and life after life I may be able to recite the glories of the name, fame, form, qualities, etc. of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and not be waylaid by uh, desires for glorifying anything else. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Vanta kalpatu pascha kipasindu vyavacha patita nam pavane bhil vaishnavi